from Atlantic City, New Jersey, Paris Island, South Carolina, BFE, Idaho, parts unknown Colorado, and all points in between, kids. This is the art, the art, the art of floundering podcast. I want to wish you nothing but peace and love. Real quick, man. We don't care who you voted for. Who you love. How you crack the egg. Whether or not you believe in Santa Claus. Tooseberry. Whatever, man. It's all about peace and love. Yo. Well, all right, all right, all right. Hey, this is Will Dick from the Art of Floundering Podcast. I want to welcome you to tonight's uh, tonight's special reading um, from the Book of the Month Club selection, uh, How to Live with a Huge Penis, <coughs> by Dr. J- uh, Jacob uh, Owens and, and, and Rev. Owen Thomas or something like that. We'll get up to it later, man. You know, ah, gosh, you know, I, let me just pull up the product information because I want to do this all right. My apologies. <clears throat> I should have, uh, I should have been more prepared. I, I'm, so for me, I'm prepared. Y- y- you know what I'm trying to say here? So hang on. I'll get that. I'll get it here in a second. But I am sorry. Dr. Richard Jacob and, uh, Reverend Owen Thomas are the authors of of this book. And purpose of this uh, uh, particular episode or segment is we're going to try to find unique books that people probably um, wouldn't read themselves for whatever reason. And uh, and hopefully, like, allow them to discover new books. (coughs) So... How the format of this will be is I, your host, Will Dick, will read the book. Now, I can't just sit here and read it because that makes it an audio book. And that's a whole copyright thing, and it's also not cool. So I know it might not be cool, but <coughs> I will have to interject and comment from time to time. Um. I apologize. I'm g- and by the way, I'm going to use the same disclaimer on every episode, so hopefully you don't have to worry about the beauty of the way I'm trying to frame this is you don't have to go episode, you know, you could just drop in on one and get caught up, okay? So <clears throat> if some of this is repetitive, think about all the other people suffering out there right now. So let's not be so selfish, and let's, like, remember, sure, you know, we've got a community developing here, and we'll get into this. But, you know, I could feel a, an energy <coughs> brewing, a heat, so to speak. This podcast doesn't have a lot of heat, but when I brought up that we're going to be reading a book called How to Live with a Huge Penis, I couldn't believe the, the turnout. It's, it, it would appear that there are many suffering in silence. And I want to tell you that I'll respect your anonymity. Just know that you're in a safe place tonight. And we're going to get ready to read from 
how to live with a huge penis. Before we begin reading chapter 4, there is one acronym I need to make everybody aware of. <clears throat> yes, the title of the book is How to Live with a Huge Penis, but there is an actual medical term for what we're talking about. And that medical term is oversized male genitalia, O-M-G. So uh, if you hear me refer to that acronym, just go back to that clinical scientific term, okay? So now we are back into, our, into this evening's reading from How to Live with a Huge Penis. Let us begin. And I'm going to be checking comments here periodically. I promise I won't out you. But if you have any questions, while I don't have the panel here, perhaps it might have been some past readings and it might spur some good discussion and fellowship. Okay, chapter four. <clears throat> Care and maintenance of your huge penis. Health, I'm sorry, quote, health is worth more than learning. Thomas Jefferson. Special things require special care. Unfortunately, thanks to our current climate of fear and prejudice, many OMG sufferers are never taught the proper grooming, moisturizing, and massaging techniques that are so essential to maintaining huge penis health. Instead, they grow up treating their penises as if they were average-sized, a slight that can lead to severe complications later. Having a huge penis is hard enough. Having a huge unhealthy penis is more than any man should have to bear. Common health concerns with OMG, oversized male genitalia, street term huge penis. Common health concerns, drainage, because the OMG urethra, commonly referred to as pee hole or wee wee tunnel, is so long, fluids may not adequately drain from it. This can be, this can lead to a terrible condition called Mori Povich syndrome in which the entire body begins to emit a strong odor of stale urine. Likewise, if you fail to remove lingering ejaculate from the urethra of a huge penis, it could harden into a cement-like substance called, quote, cumcrete. If that happens, you'll have to go to the emergency room and have your urethra re-drilled and excruciating embarrassing procedure. To avoid these problems, always shake vigorously after urinating or ejaculating and follow up with a toothpaste squeeze, making a ring around the base of your penis with your thumb and index finger and slowly sliding it up the shaft as you would a tube of toothpaste. <clears throat> I think that, that, that particular, uh, hey, you know, just real quick, 
it's a it's a good tip I would suppose for any size. Y- yes, you know, massive size may have to take extra care, but good tip either way. Let's get to the next one. Foreskin irriga- irrigation. Circumcision is common in many parts of the West, but the vast majority of the world's OMG sufferers are uncircumcised. Their penis are topped with absurdly large, fleshy hats of foreskin that cover the urethra, creating a warm, moist breeding ground for bacteria and acting as tiny vacuums, sucking up dust and dirt. If left alone, this problem can lead to terrible conditions such as cannoli penis, in which massive amounts of foamy pus collect in the foreskin. It could also lead to tumbleweeds, little balls of dust, lint, and dirt that form around the tip of the penis, making urination extremely difficult. To prevent these and other conditions, the foreskin should be pulled back and irrigated once a day with warm, slightly soapy water. This procedure is made easier by using a sport bottle or turkey baster. Good tip. Okay, man. Okay. Next tip, man. This is a really interesting... Uh, I'm going to... I'll be honest with you. Th- this chapter is a little slow. Okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not having fun with this chapter. Maybe it's just because this is hitting home. Maybe I need to focus on some of these tips. Shaft rolling. The interior of the penis is made up of spongy tissue that expands when filled with blood to produce an erection. Men with huge penises have a harder time achieving and maintaining erections than quote normal men simply because their penises require so much more blood to fill the void. Therefore, keeping your spongy tissue healthy and free of clots is essential. The best way is through, quote, shaft rolling once a week. Place your penis on a flat surface and gently go over it with a rolling pin. The heavy marble ones work the best. Back and forth about 10 minutes. This will also help prevent the big bulging veins that plague so many of our brothers. Besides being unsightly and mildly uncomfortable, those veins have been known to burst during intercourse, which can be extremely traumatic experience for everyone involved. Okay. Here are some hurtful penis slurs. The first one. HOCO, capital H, this is like an acronym, H-O-C-O, a derogatory term for a man with a huge penis and an abbreviation of, quote, horsecock, easily the most common anti-OMG slur. Its roots date back to the Civil War South, where a reporter for the Birmingham Lantern once described Abe Lincoln as that long-legged horsecock scoundrel. Example, I heard that Russ from accounting is a closet hoco. The next derogatory term is Louie. Another derogatory term for an OMG sufferer. And, and a, uh, Louie, another derogatory term 
for an OMG suffer and an allusion to Louisville Slugger, the world-famous brand of baseball bats. The slur first gained popularity on the minor league circuits of the 1930s but did not reach mainstream until Richard Berry immortalizes it two decades later in the classic rock song, Louie Louie. Example, Don't you ever call my sister again, you filthy Louie. <laughs> okay, here's the, ne- here's the next derogatory. This chapter's picking up. Here's the next. Look, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look. I'm pacing myself. What I mean is I got to hit some weed to get through this, man. Okay, so. By the way, uh, if anybody's following this episode by episode, in episode one, Hoko uh, came up, and I couldn't find it in the book. So now we know what that that's for horsecock. And you don't want to – come on, man. Let's not be – it's not like they said, you know. You don't want to be that jerk that gets overheard saying, I heard that Russ from accounting is a closet hoko. Or better yet, don't you ever call my sister again, you filthy Louie. And Louie is the, uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of inferring, you know, the baseball bat, the Louisville slugger. How, how hateful can you be, people? I mean, can you, can you believe in 2022? We're having these discussions, man. You gotta be fucking shitting me. I here's the thing. I do hope. I I hope that somebody gets a chance to stumble on this, man. That's you know. No doubt, I know I've, they're sufferers, man. But maybe some haters out there will stumble on this and maybe have a little less hate in their heart. We can only hope, man. All right. Sorry, man. It helps cleanse the palate. The next derogatory term, haters. Hey, if you want to learn how to exercise OMGophobia, why don't you listen up? I'm conflicted. I don't want to be teaching people new terms. You know, this is like I don't I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I'm th- I'm throwing hate out here. Poo's arm. Poo, as in probably Winnie the Pooh. Pooh's arm. Something that always gets stuck in the honeypot. A derogatory term for an oversized penis and a reference to Winnie the Pooh, the popular children's character. To our knowledge, Pooh's creator, A.A. Milne, was not afflicted with OMG. Here's an example of how Pooh's arm is used as a derogatory term, dude. The guy had a poo's arm. It was disgusting. All right, next topic on on large penis maintenance is proper undergarments. Men with huge penises have no business wearing, quote, tidy whities Boxer briefs or any undergarment made with synthetic fibers. Wearing any of these is akin to throwing your penis in a prison cell and sentencing it to life without parole. Your shaft rubbing raw against its polyester bars. Your head strangled by its tight elastic. Your balls yearning to be free. 
Boxer shorts are the only healthy undergarments for men with OMG. And only if they're made of 100% cotton or silk. It is also recommended, recommended that you buy one size too large. If you're an L, buy an XL and so on. This will reduce your overall discomfort and help prevent long-term friction and blood flow related injuries. You wouldn't put a lion in a hamster cage, so why would you stuff your huge penis into an average man's underwear? Thought-provoking question there, dude. Next one is road rash. When you have a weapons-grade wang, the occasional penile wound is a fact of life. Every OMG sufferer over the age of 20 can tell you stories of sitting on his penis, slamming it in the car door, getting it caught in a pool filter, or waking up and finding a family cat using it as a scratching post. Most of these injuries should be treated exactly as you treat them on any other appendage. But the most common wound experienced by overhung men requires special care. Road rash is the raw, inflamed, penile skin caused by excessive sexual friction. After sex or intense masturbation, if you find that your penis looks like an inside-out baboon from the fly, or that the slightest movement of air over your penis makes you nauseous with pain, you'll need to act quickly. Soak three feet of gauze in liquid vitamin E. Pour hydrogen peroxide on affected areas. A note here, this will hurt. Allow your penis to dry. Apply antibiotic ointment to affected areas. Uh, once again, in quotation marks, this will hurt. Wrap the wet gauze around your penis. Once again, another note, this will really hurt. And keep your penis elevated and well ventilated for six hours. This is a great time to remind everybody that this book is obviously satire. Please don't take any of this as medical advice. Next topic, penile skin care. To minimize the frequency of road rash and other common penile skin conditions, such as penile dandruff, which can fall down your pant legs and result in embarrassing flakes on your shoes, it is essential to maintain proper penis moisture, especially during the dry winter months. Be sure to apply liberal amount of skid lotion to your penis at least once a day. It is also important to use sunscreen with an SPF of 30 or higher. When you expose your penis to direct sunlight, unprotected exposure can lead to leather loin, a heavy sun-damaged penis that looks like an old cowboy hat. <clears throat> Above all, just practice good penile hygiene. Remember, quote, normal men can go for days without showering or scrubbing their genitals, but since our penises are so much bigger and give up so much more heat, we're at higher risk for swamp crotch, a condition in which bacteria begin to colonize the creases of our balls and make our private smell like the Louisiana Bayou on a sweltering summer's day. Okay. All right. 
Here's another little thought bubble. Surgery. To chop or not to chop? It's a question that every man with OMG confronts at some point. Should I have the surgery? For a vast majority of sufferers, including both of your humble authors, the answer is no. Usually because of fear, the enormous cost of the procedure, or, in our case, personal pride. In fact, we debated whether to include this section at all. There's a growing feeling in the OMG community that surgery is an insult to all sufferers. What Dr. Herbert Subner called, quote, the coward's way out. Ironically, after his death in 1986, it was revealed that Dr. Sumner himself elected to have surgery, further discrediting his work. In the end, we decided to offer two proposing arguments and leave the choice to you. <laughs> Jeremy, and we're going to get the comments right after this section. Jeremy is a custom motorcycle fabricator who had surgery in 2002. That This is the pro. Would I do anything differently? Not a chance. Yes, the surgery was excruciating, and the two years of recovery were miserable. But the fact is, I have a tiny penis. Nobody can take that away from me. I can go to a nude beach without getting beat up. I can date women without worrying about how they'll react when I pull down my pants. Actually, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but women kind of get off on all the scar tissue. It acts like a natural version of those ribbed condoms, you know? Life is beautiful. And that was from the pro side, okay? Dogs agree with that, by the way. The con side. Casey. Casey is a mass tort and product liability attorney who had the surgery in 1996. I call the day I had my surgery, quote, burial day. Because the fact is, I haven't really been alive since. Yes, I had a huge penis, okay? But at least it still remembered, resembled a penis. What I have now is more of a frankencock, a three-inch nub of flesh that looks like a thumb-shaped quilt. It curves a good 40 degrees to the left, meaning I have to angle my body to the right every time I want to pee. And every time I get... Get to have sex, which is almost never, by the way. I have to attach a football pump to a valve at the base of my shaft since I can't get hard on my own because of all the nerve damage. So yeah, considering the fact that I also went bankrupt, paying for all the follow-up care, pretty much the worst decision I ever made. So that is something to... Clay, uh, whoops. I can't reveal anybody's name. I'm not going to out anybody, but somebody out there is saying... Uh, uh, this is informative. That's I'm glad. This concludes chapter four of how to live with a huge penis. I'm Will Dick from the Art of Floundering Podcast. I want to wish each and every one of you peace and love. <laughs>